Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Ebris. Great to be with you today. No Kartik today. I'm flying solo, but never fear. I have a very special guest joining me today. Uh, John Barr from Finley Toyota, my good friend, fellow Englishman, big football fan, are going to join me today. We're going to talk a bit about the transfer market, which is getting very, very interesting. And if there was ever a question about whether or not Daniel Levy was going to invest in players at Tottenham Hotspur, those questions seem to have been put to bed along with apparently a 360 million plus pound shirt deal with one of the big uh, sports companies. I'm not sure which one it is. I have to look it up here. Uh, that could really change the face of the top four in the Premier League. Fascinating stuff. Let's talk about it. Of course, we're also talking about the Everton's chasing of Wilfred Zaha, much to the disappointment of Arsenal. Let's look at the transfer market. Let's look at the Premier League, which is really just, I, I want to say it's just like a week away, 10 days away, uh, but uh, John Barr will certainly fill me in on exactly how many days because I know he has the countdown clock in front of him and he's counting down every second until it starts up again. He cannot wait. All right, if you'd like to reach me in the studio, 800-878-7529. That's 800-878-7529. Oh, just a little programming note. We are now available on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Our shows now are available immediately following the show, not just on iHeart, not just on TuneIn, not just on the award-winning SiriusXM app, but we're also available right there for you on the Believe podcast network and those ones are commercial free so you might want to check that out you can also check us out on twitter at history sports uh, you can check me out on uh facebook at facebook.com uh at uh facebook.com forward slash history sports talk sorry i had to do a double take there uh look we've got a great show today cannot wait to talk about the transfer market it is really hot and heavy. So many interesting things happening, and I'm not sure why there are so many rumors about Chelsea adding players this season when last time I looked, they had a transfer ban. But we'll talk about it coming up right here on Fifth Street Soccer. Don't go anywhere. You're back with me right here on Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And, of course, we're on Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM 211. And you might be not too surprised to learn that I am not, in fact, Dan Patrick. I am Nick Gieber. Uh, Dan doesn't really talk the beautiful game. And uh, I do that for him. We do that for him right here on uh, Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM uh, 211. And there is a lot going on in the beautiful game as we get ready uh, for the European seasons to start. The on-ramp to joy awaits. Joining me on the guest line, a good friend of mine, a massive fan of the Premier League in particular, football in general. Uh, you can, If you're in Las Vegas, you'll know him as the face, the manager, the huapo at Finley Toyota. But to me, he's the man that's all about football. John Barr, welcome to the show. 
Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Uh, John, what is happening? Uh, I'll tell you what, before we get to the really exciting stories, uh, let's talk about Gareth Bale for a minute. So he's 30 years old. He finally gets, uh, it looks like he's moving on from Real Madrid. Didn't take a ticket yeah. to the Premier League. Didn't take a ticket to Germany or to anywhere else. Took a ticket to China. John Barr for a million pounds China, a week. Right? Can you believe it? I think it's crazy. I tell you, I'd really be concerned with his injuries. Because, I mean, he plays, what, 50 or 60% of the time. He's always hurt. So, I'm real on Real Madrid. That's a serious problem anyway. That's their 5-0 down to Atletico on half-time. So, <laughs> it adds to the uh, confusion of the game. Unraveling, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I, you know, I, I listen... I will never forget that incredible goal that he scored in the Champions League final two years ago against Liverpool. Yep. I mean, that was one of, uh, you know, we talk about big game players and big game goals. That was uh, just about the biggest game goal you're ever going to see, don't you think? It was a beautiful goal. I mean, and, and I mean, it, it's one of the greatest of all time, but. You know, in that particular game, obviously, he was, he always still competing with Ronaldo. The way Ronaldo worked, he hoped that he became the main man. But for some reason, that wasn't the case. And the game is just, I guess, got it in for him for some reason. So, well, there you go. I, well, John, I'm hearing that a lot of the problems he's had in Spain is the fact that he's refusing to learn Spanish. Uh, that he yeah. is, uh, you know, that he sort of stays a bit to himself, that he's a bit full of himself. But, you know, he is a pretty spectacular footballer, and I'm sad to see him go to China. By the way, another story I want to get to, since we're talking about going to China, Mike Ashley yeah. has just had some of the most incredible comments I've ever seen about Rafa Benitez. Did you have a chance to read these? Yes, I did. Well, he said that Rafa was all about the money, right, which... I mean, it's exactly the opposite of what I've kind of been about it. He looks out about the Yosi Perez deal, I guess, and down to Leicester. So, uh, Mike Ashley seems like an absolute fool to be quite honest about it. Listen, I'm going to read this quote. I'm going to read this quote. Mike Ashley says, My view was that we had to keep Rafa. For my own personal safety, we had to keep Rafa. I thought he had us offside. He had us cornered. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right. I've been totally outmaneuvered. And now, John Barr, comes the line that every Newcastle supporter will stand up and applaud. He says, quote, I probably shouldn't own a football club. It's ridiculous, but I'm a big boy. Uh, you know, John, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with him. No one's going to disagree. I thought he, was, he had a couple of sentences. Yeah, as far as Newcastle concerned, uh, there was a couple of them. There was a... Uh, a group in the Middle East that were related to the people of Manchester City, I think. And somebody yeah, that's else, right. Yeah? Right. Yeah, there was a group, a uh, Middle Eastern group, that was looking to buy Newcastle United. Uh, some of the rumors are that they weren't going to buy him unless uh, Rafa was signed to a long-term contract. That might have something to do with Rafa wanting a, quote, 50% pay increase. But on the other hand, you know, don't you think the man deserves a 50% pay increase? I think he did an incredible job. I mean, when you think about how he took him straight back up to the Premier League and has kept them up there two years, I mean, he did his part, and all he wanted to do was have the money to, to buy a couple of players and be taken care of. I don't, I don't see why it would be such a difficult thing, but like Ashley seems obviously to be a control freak.
So, yeah, Mike Ashley yeah. is uh, probably the w one of the single most unpopular owners in the Premier League, second only maybe to the Glazers, and uh, I have trouble understanding that one, to be honest. <laughs> well, Manchester United, I mean, it's an interesting scenario. That friendly the other day where, I mean, Tottenham was playing as like a throwback tonight, I guess, with the way that the uh, aggressive playing was going on, and I guess I's knee got hurt again, which is not a good thing for Manchester United, but already seen in that area, aren't they? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with their purchasing. I guess, what is it, Bruno Fernandes and possibly Harry Maguire, but it's getting late on Maguire, isn't it? It's getting very late on Maguire, and all the uh, rumblings coming out of uh, Leicester City are that he, he's not going to move, despite him putting in a transfer request. Look, if I'm Leicester City and I'm investing in the squad, in many respects they're investing in the squad around Harry Maguire, you know, with that really strong, uh, uh, you know, defensive posture they can take, very tough yeah. to break down. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand it, why they would let him go, yeah. and with the investment they're making, why would Harry Maguire want to go to Man United because, quite frankly, I, I think Leicester City's chances of making a top four, much like you do, John, are probably maybe yeah. a shade better. I think so, too, right now. I mean, I guess the one, one shining star amongst Manchester United fans has got to be this kid, Mason Greenwood, though, right? I mean, he, well, he that, looks pretty right. special. Yeah, yeah, he does look pretty special. I mean, he certainly shone during the friendlies. Actually, I have enjoyed a couple watching a couple of the friendlies. Did you watch the Liverpool match, uh, Liverpool Sporting at uh, Yankee Stadium, John? I did watch a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole game, unfortunately. But it was a good game. Yeah, it was all right. But, I mean, they need to stop having games at Yankee Stadium. It's so hard to watch uh, on the television. You, you, you get discombobulated. It's like one of those things you see on Facebook where they have those uh, visual game, you know, pictures where what are you seeing yeah. in this pattern? Because it looks like the lines aren't straight. Of course, they are, and it doesn't look like it's a full-size yeah. pitch, but it is. It's just a disaster. I mean, I know it's the only field really available in Manhattan, uh, but I believe it's in Brooklyn yeah. anyway, isn't it? But... Well, They've got to do yeah, something about that, John. Well, with Liverpool, I mean, I guess Nathaniel Klein's out for the year now, so they, and they've lost Marino. Now, I don't know. They, I know they picked up the young Dutch kid, right, for, as a backup central defender. But, I mean, I guess it looks like Gomez is going to be thrown in as potentially a backup fullback, even though I know he's probably more suited to be central defenders. So Liverpool may have a depth issue. Yeah they, yeah, they might. Although I will say this about Nathaniel Klein. I mean, I, I think they were planning on selling him anyway, and I think the friendlies were yeah. a bit of a shop window opportunity for uh, Mr. Klein, who sadly is a very underutilized, very quality uh, back who's just, you know, not really fit into the system very well. If, uh, England international, right. though, he doesn't really play that much anymore. A real good player, and I think right. would be a great acquisition for someone, but he's going to be out till December with an ACL. There you go. So, so Liverpool are entering the Community Shield game, and, and the problem is that they're a little thin, aren't they? So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, some other areas are going to form, and they kept a review, which is a good thing. I guess Oxford Chamberlain's coming back. So, yeah. I mean, and they've got some pretty good depth in the other areas. I mean, across the back, when you your backups are going to be facing Deja Lover, I guess, and, and if Matic starts Gomez, you're a little thin, potentially. I mean, I, well, I think the, it, the sort of schedule. Well, 
well, thin is probably not the right word because they've got six foot three inch uh, young Vanderberg who uh, made a brief appearance. I have to think they're not going to move him on loan. I think they might keep him and rotate him. He looked absolutely terrific. The massive Dutch kid, uh, probably going to be yeah. taken under the wing by fellow Dutchman Virgil Van Dijk. Uh, I guess uh, yeah. Jurgen Klopp going for the uh, gold member appreciation club in defence there with all the Dutch players. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break here. The street soccer, Nick Eber and John Barr with you. We're talking transfer market. The Premier League just a few days away. Start the countdown clock. We're so excited. Be right back after this. Keeper here for Street Soccer. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's such a pleasure to chat with you as we do here on the show each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Monday through Friday, we talk the beautiful game. I'm usually here with my co-host, Kartik Krishnaya, but Kartik uh, has another engagement tonight. He'll be back next week. In the meantime, talking to my good friend, the general manager at Finley Toyota, and a huge Huge football fan, John Barr. John, uh, we have to really talk about what's going on at Tottenham because it's an incredible situation. It is, and, and I'm amazed about some of the things that are going on with him in regards to Danny Rose, I guess, looks like may go to PSG. Um, and then you've got older Ward. Now they're going to increase his base transfer fee, I guess, because they tell he was underpriced. But I'm amazed somebody in the... I'm amazed Manchester United didn't go after him. I am, you know. Um, and obviously, I guess the new player they paid all the money for is, is looking real good for them. Um, but they, they from have, Juventus. Yeah, That's the one coming in, John. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if you, sorry, if you think yeah. about it, I mean, everyone's talked about Jan, Daniel Levy this and Daniel Levy that. Look, he has managed to get rid of players uh, who are on the, uh, Older side, um, yeah. Kieran Trippier, 28. Uh, Llorente, they let him leave uh, uh, 34. Michel Vaughan, the backup goalkeeper, 35. And they bring in Dombele, who's 22, from Lyon, an incredible young player. Obviously, Jack yeah. Clark, we've seen him from Leeds United. He was on loan. Yeah. He's there permanently now for $11 million. But the big story, the big story is the signing from Juventus for £80 million. It looks like that deal is getting done. Paolo Dybala the Argentinian international, what an incredible signing that will be for Tottenham. Plus, they have now a £350 million shirt deal. Daniel Levy filling the coffers with Dosh, and for yeah. once in his life, doesn't want to stick it in his bank and save it. And you know, it's like a Manchester United move, isn't it? I mean, as far as the, as far as the sponsorships are concerned. It's, it's huge. It's huge, John. And look, it comes on the back of, of a number of things. I think, first of all, it comes on the back of them retaining Mauricio Pochettino, comes on the back of making it all the way to the finals of the Champions League, plus the new stadium. 
I don't think yeah. Tottenham can afford to fall out of the top four anymore with that new stadium. Otherwise, they'll be in the Arsenal situation where they have the big stadium, the big overhead, and no Champions League money. They're going to have to jack those prices up like they do at the Emirates. Arsenal, of course, the most expensive ticket pretty much in, in world football. So, yeah. I mean, Daniel Levy, I think, John, is in a position where he really has to come out and spend money for all those reasons plus if he loses Pochettino, I think that team's in trouble because it's really been built in the image of the Poch. And if they re- and yeah. if he's retaining Pochettino, which he's doing, he's going to have to spend money. So, John, I think Tottenham are going to be firmly entrenched in the top three, which is really only yeah. going to leave an incredible game of musical chairs this season for that last Champions League spot. Yeah, with Chelsea, Arsenal, and Manchester United. The thing about Tottenham, though, there's so many players that he's brought in that as far as forward players are concerned, who's going to be the one that's left on the bench? I mean, there's going to be a lot of fighting and buying for time. I mean, you've got Lucas Moura that probably should have played the Champions League final, but was left out after that wonderful hat trick. And then you've right. got a situation with Harry Kane coming back, Deli Alley trying to establish himself. You've got the new midfielder. Then you've got Dembala. I mean, Ericsson's still there. You've got Harry Wood. Well, I was going to say, I mean, Ericsson you know, is still there, and it looks like that Real Madrid transfer is not happening. I mean, yeah. this team could potentially be really stacked coming into the new season, John. For a team yeah. that had no, quote, depth last season, they could be a real contender here. And don't take right. Tottenham lightly. I agree. I agree. It's just going to be a case of that balance of playing time. But you're right. At the time they're in the, in the Caribou Cup, the Champions League, and they got also their commitment to the Premier League. I'm sure there's enough playing time for everyone for that reason, you know what I'm saying? But it's, well, it's going to be interesting. all those whiners. Yeah, I tell you, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, I, Every, you know, yeah, you were saying, sorry, sorry, Nick. No, no, go, go ahead, John. Go. I'm going to say the big thing for me is I'm really interested to see how these young boys do at Chelsea. I really am, because it looks like Pulisic could get playing a lot of playing time now. Tammy Abraham staying. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Chelsea. Well, it is, and it's going to be interesting to see if Fat Frank is the guy to pull them all together and make it happen. Is he going to have the same effect that, say, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had his first 10 or 12 matches in charge, and is it going to melt down thereafter? Look, I, I think Chelsea have a problem because, yeah, they've got a lot of young, young kids who have been out on loan, and they're bringing them back, yeah. but you know they've lost their, you know they, they they've lost Aiden Hazard, yeah. who was the yeah. the sort of the engine room of that team in many respects, and and without yeah. him, I I really wonder is is Lampard really just juggling a bunch of disparate pieces, and is he going to have to make them fit? Is he going to have to make a a square piece fit into a round hole? And if he does, how does he do it? Does he have the managerial talent to do that? A lot of questions yeah. for me on Chelsea, John, and I'm not sure that I really think only the season itself is going to answer them. I, I don't, I can't prognosticate what's happening at Stamford Bridge. Well, how many transfer windows do they get to miss? Two. Two, yeah. Two. It's going to so, be interesting, you know. But, so, so uh, they can't bring anyone in in the new year, and they couldn't bring anyone in over the summer. Uh, they brought yeah. Kovacic in from uh, Madrid, but he was, you know, he that deal was done before the uh, before the deadline. 
before they were yeah. blocked uh, in the window. And funnily enough, you know, the, the British press is amusing because they will never get enough of Chelsea and the idea they're buying players. They're still linking Chelsea with all these players during the window, and they can't buy anyone. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they've got a, a mash that was, you know, with Loftus-Cheeks and Hudson-Odoi and all these other ones. I think Chelsea, for me, I like Chelsea. I think Chelsea could could hopefully turn it around, but I'm still like leaning on Leicester to do real well with their commitments and the fact that with, with Leicester, if Harry Maguire stays there and they've got to worry just about basically the, the domestic league and the Caribou Cup, I think that Leicester might be the one that squeezes in that fourth spot. I well, really we've talked... Well, we've talked about Chelsea. Let's talk about Arsenal. Uh, uh, Kartik and I have been talking about Arsenal a lot, a lot this week, and I'd like to give a big shout-out to our listener, Rashid Daguna, on Twitter, who uh, has been engaging in quite the Arsenal debate with us. It has been a disastrous transfer window uh, for the Gunners so far. Uh, they brought in Sabalos on loan, which I think was a really good signing. Uh, they did bring in uh, Willy Salba from uh, San Etienne for $30 million and uh, Martinelli from uh, Brazil. But, I mean, these aren't really game-changing players. These aren't players that are going to elevate what was, at the end of the day, a really mediocre squad, I think, into a position that's going to put them competing with the likes of Leicester, with the likes of Chelsea, with the likes of United. Uh, and, you know, we can talk about Everton as well because they are certainly going to be a contender, and we'll get there in a little bit. But I, I don't like what Arsenal have done. I, I mean, I, I just think, look, they, they want Zaha... Yeah. So if you want Zaha, go make a bid that's going to get you Zaha. Don't bracket him starting. Like, John, you, 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 know, you run a car dealership. It's like somebody yeah. that comes to you and says, you know, they want to haggle. Uh, and you say, no, no, this is the price. I can't sell it to you for any less. But they just don't yeah. believe you, and they continue to want to haggle and haggle. John, there comes a point where you say, well, if the dealer down the road is going to give it to you that price, go there. But you know they're not, right? I mean, isn't right. that exactly what's happening? It's very, very similar, isn't it? It's a good analogy. But the thing about Zaha is that apparently he wants to stay in London. I mean, that's what I've read anyway. And so if that be the case, that would make Arsenal a favourite, assuming they can pull the trigger. But if they've got Zaha, they've also got Lacazette and Aubameyang. I mean, they've got all this talent up front, but their defence is a mess. I mean, they don't Rob holding, are Rob Holding going to make the difference? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, and Kashani now wants to know, so we're going to have Socrates and, and whoever, right? I mean, it's, it's a, you've got a mess. And in fact, the shortage of central defenders when you consider Manchester United's concerns, you, you consider Arsenal's concerns, uh, again, going back, I don't understand why someone didn't make a move for Odewald. I don't get it. Maybe they're all experts, don't they? <laughs> well, no, no one can understand Stan Kroenke, right? I mean, you know, well, I guess you can. He's the cheapest man alive. But it is yeah. a shame for Arsenal supporters. A beautiful stadium, uh, a team that should be winning the Wenger Trophy. That's a top-four finish, of course, every year. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they haven't in a while. And Arsenal have just looked like they are struggling to keep up with the Joneses. And uh, I don't see them winning, although it is three signings. It's Saliba, it's Martinelli, 
It's Ceballos. I mean, those are decent signings. But as I said before, when you look at, for example, Everton, who are prepared to splash, what, 70 million for Zaha, yep. 60 million for yep. Zaha, and, and, yep. and Arsenal aren't willing to. Look, at the end of the day, I know Zaha wants to stay in London, but I, I think for a kid that age, money's going to talk. Yeah, well, that's for sure. And he was for Manchester United before, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah. He was, he was, he was with them, but then went back down to Crystal Palace and so on and so forth. Because he'd gone up there and came back. And Everton were in for sort of proposition. Because Jack Gelk has gone back to Sheffield United, and with, yep. with Zuma gone now back to Chelsea, um, their central defence is going to be Keane and whoever, correct? Uh, yeah, well, we're going to talk about it all. Let's talk more about Everton when we come back after the break. Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Eber, chatting with my good friend John Barr. We're talking football. When we come back, I'll ask John to give me the exact number of days until the season starts. Can't wait. It's like waiting for Christmas. So exciting. All right, Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Eber with you. Be right back after this. Right, uh, welcome back for Street Soccer. Nick Gieber chatting football, the ramble sort. You know, not the one you throw, not the one you have to wear helmets and pads, although God knows some of these friendly matches that have just gone on probably would have behooved some of these players to do that. Talking, of course, the beautiful game here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Dan Patrick Sports Sirius XM 211. Uh, Nick Gieber with my good friend John Barr. Uh, John... Marco yeah. Silva at Everton is going to have an incredible squad to work with this season. He sure is, and I think that, I mean, they definitely made some big steps last year and improved greatly. I mean, there was a time last year where there was questions on whether Marco Silva was the man after coming over from Watford, but I think that he definitely seems to turn the corner. I think, obviously, He's got to sort out that defense a little bit, but Richarlison is a superstar, and they've got some good players, and it should be very interesting. So, uh, well, the, int- the, interesting ad- ad- the interesting addition, certainly if Zaha will be an incredible addition up front for them, uh, but, I mean, look at their midfield. My God, I mean, they put Andre Gomez from Barcelona. They spent $25 yeah. million. Fabian Delft from Man City. I mean, talk about an underutilized gem. There's one for you right there. Yeah, he's 29 years old, and yes, Everton are certainly skewing towards the older side of Premier League teams. I think Everton are investing in the squad now so that they can finish in the top four now. Certainly, it's, this certainly isn't an investment in the future. Maybe Zaha is, but I mean, you can't look at Gomez at 25 and Delph at 29 and say this is a long-term plan for them. I agree, and there's the old saying, the future is now, right? So... They need to enact, and they've got a lot on their hands because they're across the, uh, they're not even across the town, it's a mile away, right? Merseyside, Anfield, yep. and, and Goodison Park. So they've got to make it happen for their Everton's following in that town because Liverpool have made such an impression that it's, it's time to do something about it, for sure, I think. So, so, John, if we look at the best of the rest, I mean, we've talked about Everton. They've added so far $34 million. The addition of Wilfred Zaha will likely take that close to $90 million plus. Uh, you know, Wolves, they've done some nice jobs, uh, uh, some nice business as well. 
I always I thought really they were one of the best of the rest last season, playing some fantastic football during the yeah. season. They they had they had a tr- they had trouble putting a consistent run of wins together, and that really hurt them towards the end because I think they didn't have the squad depth, and they were certainly lacking quality in some positions. But I mean, adding Jimenez from Benfica, adding Dindonka from Anderlecht, I mean, these are really good additions for Wolves, and they really haven't lost anyone. Uh, I expect them to make a couple of more signings before the window closes. What do you think? I think Wolves are really good, and as I've said to you before, the biggest concern is that Thursday um, Europa schedule game and what that's going to do as far as um, Wolves are concerned, because they didn't have to deal with all that schedule, which those extra 10 or 15 games in the Europa League can cause. So they're going to be a little bit more uh, worn out <laughs> than they were last year. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to beef, beef that squad up. There's, the, there's no doubt about it. I expect more than two signings for Wolves. Uh, let's go down the list, though. Uh, we, let's talk about Leicester City. Uh, Tillman's for, uh, Tillman's for $45 million. Uh, Perez for $33 million, uh from Newcastle, of course. Uh, Justin from Luton Town, a nice little player there, young kid, 21 years old. Uh, Leicester City adding a lot of really young talent to what is already a great squad. We talked about Harry Maguire, if they keep him. I think this team's looking great. I think they look really good, and as I've said, I think that they could be that dark horse team to make the top four. I, if they keep Harry Maguire in place, I fancy them more than I do Wolves or I do um, Everton, quite frankly. You know? Really? I really do. I, I do. Well, but, John. You know, I, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the top four odds. So, uh, top four finish for Wolves is currently 17 to 1. A top four finish for Everton is currently 17 to 1. A top four finish for Leicester City is 21 to 1. And West Ham 67 to 1. So I'd say the, uh, the uh, bookies like to favor my notion of Wolves or Everton more than your notion of Leicester. But, you know, adding 85 million in new players uh, certainly is going to have an impact. It's going to be such a race for that final fourth spot. And when you think about Arsenal and their poor poultry spending, Chelsea, of course, unable to spend. Uh, United, I mean, who knows what dumpster fire is going to happen at Old Trafford. You just you just don't know. I, I'm with you, but I, I'm just not convinced it's going to be Leicester. You know, what about West Ham United, John? I mean, they've added a lot of players to that squad. Quality ones at that. They spent big money. Uh, they bought Sebastian Hire from Frankfurt, from Eintracht Frankfurt. What a player he is, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but, and and West Ham you can't leave out of the equation. I agree with you, and I mean they still got some key players that are there that are, that are very very good. I mean, so with Lanzini healthy and and with the obviously um, I forget he's, I got a mental block. The uh, Brazilian midfielder that's there. Um, what's his name? I got a mental block right now, Nick. You know what I mean? Uh, John, midfielder. John, go take. Go, go take your uh, ginkgo biloba. Who? Go take your ginkgo biloba. That will help with your with your mental block. <laughs> I I got a mental block. I can see him. It's, it's bad. I guess the dementia may be setting. I don't know. I hope not. But the well, thing I, is, is that they got some. Yes. No, no. Go ahead. They got some key key players there. Um, I guess Andy Carroll's going to be leaving and possibly go to Newcastle, though. That's, that's the other word. You heard that one, right? 
Oh, that's but interesting. Are you talking about Felipe Anderson? Is that who you were talking about? Yes, of course I am. Felipe Anderson. There yeah, he is. Right. So you, you, you saved me. But, there you go. Yeah, but they've but actually they got, got... But, I mean, uh, hold on a second. I mean, their forwards, they've got uh, Yarmolenko, they've got Felipe Anderson, they've got Chicharito, they've got Haller from Eintracht Frankfurt. I mean, that's not too shabby. And if you look at defensively, what? I mean, you know, they're not too bad. They've got Valbuena, they've got Zabaleta, um... Yeah, you know, on Winston Reed, this is not a bad team at all. This team could put a run together. I, I don't disagree. Um, I'm, I mean, Chicharito for me is kind of past his best. But I mean, I know he's got the sense of, of getting goals, and and I understand that. I like the signing, like you said, from Frankfurt. That's a good signing, and and I, I guess Andy Carroll could be on his way. I love the the Russian, or should I say the Ukrainian? I don't know which one I should say he is, but he got injured. Yeah, Ukrainian, he, he looked Yarmolenko. Yeah, he looked great. Well, the games he played, but he got hurt, didn't he? So that that kind of put an end to that for him last year. But they look really good. I mean, West Ham, but I don't find that West Ham, for me, have that appeal that quite that less to do with all those young players and and I guess Wolves, you've got to love what the, the coach has done there. And with Wolves, I mean, looking good. And Everton with Silver. I mean, for me, they're the next three. But one team that didn't get mentioned, though they got hammered in the FA Cup, but did great last year, was Watford. I mean, yeah, Watford, what's going to happen? Before we get to Watford, though, before we get to Watford, <clears throat> I've got a question for you. <clears throat> Given this talent that West Ham have, yeah, and they have Manuel Pellegrini as their manager. I mean, you know, yes. you can't discount that. No, he's the Chilean that won the Premier League, you know. So, like, I agree. I mean, they got a good manager. I mean, and definitely there's some unknown instances as far as the upper-tier teams with Oli at Man United and Frank Lampard, both of them. And, and no one's really sure what can happen there with those teams. And that's why I think when you talked about Spurs, Liverpool, and Man City kind of having the, the opportunity to kind of take advantage of either three, there's a lot of people vying for that fourth spot, isn't there? A lot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to put West Ham as a potential contender for the fourth spot as well, right? And you want to you talk sure about is. Watford. You want to talk about Watford. Why don't we do that? I mean, Craig Dawson from West Brom. Yeah. They've added yeah. Jocko Pedro from Fluminense for two and a half million. That's a centre forward and a centre back. And honestly, the addition of Craig Dawson is really filling a real need with Watford. I agree with you. And the thing I love about them is Delafone went back there at the end, during the season last year because he wasn't there the whole yeah. season, right? He went back, and he is a special talent. And I tell you something, I think quite frankly, Everton maybe made a mistake letting him go. You know. Um, but way way back, if you remember. But I think oh, yeah. that um, I think Watford, obviously, you know, Troy Dean in the crew and with all those players, they could be they could be substantial. You never know. I mean, they're going under the radar in most cases, but I think they're a pretty good team. You know. Well, the thing I will say about Watford, John, is Watford are ultimately a selling club. I mean, they're a club yeah. that like to bring in a smattering of veterans, and the, and you can see that by the way. Uh, yeah. With the uh, as we mentioned, with the uh, 
addition that they did at Craig Dawson, who's 29 years old. They like to bring in older players, veterans, to keep it together and then generate yeah. and develop the younger talent, showcase them and move them on and reinvest that in the squad. Yeah. I don't really see Watford as being a contender. I think that's probably going to round it out. Uh, West Ham, uh, Leicester, Everton, Wolves, Arsenal, Chelsea, I think, and Man United, it's going to be a cat fight for that fourth spot because I don't see anyone moving uh, Man United, Liverpool, and Tottenham away from the top right. three. But let's go to the bottom of the table, John. Uh, who do you think the bookies have as the favorites to be relegated? I'm going to guess Brighton and Sheffield United. And there's one more. <laughs> Brighton, Sheffield United, that's a good guess so far. And Norwich, probably. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Brighton, Sheffield United, Norwich. Aston Villa, bookies' favorites to finish 16th in the league. Uh, they are 1,000 to 1 uh, odds for winning it. They are 151 to 1 to top 4 finish. Uh, but a top 10 finish uh, for Aston Villa is, uh, what's that, 5.5 to 1? You know, given the fact that Aston Villa, John, have invested so much money in players, uh, you yeah. know, I think in some respects one might be kind of silly not to look at them, uh, but they have invested, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, it's £127 million. Uh, Wesley right. from Bruges, uh, Tyrone Mings from Bournemouth, uh, Louise from Man City, uh, Target from Southampton, they got the guy from Brentford, Conza. Uh, uh, Trezeguet, uh, you know, El Ghazi, <laughs> I mean, Engels, Jota. It's unbelievable. They, they basically bought an entire new squad, John. Yeah, but you know what? That's what Fulham did last year. Look what happened to them. I mean, I'm, I'm not sold on Aston Villa. I watched the game like you did when they played Derby. They didn't impress me that much. And they had Tammy Abraham in the lineup. I'm yeah. not sold on Aston Villa at all, to be quite frank about it. And. I would be very concerned. Like I don't see them having an easy time of it. I, I don't know what Sheffield have done. Um, you, I think it was you that told me that Sheffield was a bunch of Yorkshire boys. I mean, the, yes. the, or at least were. Um, you know, sometimes moving up to the the league above, if you mess with the chemistry of what you have, it's a, it's a catch twenty two. Because yes, you can bring in supposedly better players. But it doesn't mean they're going to play better together, does it? You know, no, well, that's the that's the one. And and, and well, I guess yes. I said, John, we've only got a minute, but I wanted to point out, you're right. I mean, Sheffield have not brought in anyone that's going to move the meter. Uh, they brought in uh, Mousset from Bournemouth. They brought in Robson from Preston, Freeman from yeah. QPR, uh, Jack Elk on a free from uh, Everton, uh, yeah. and then Morrison, uh, Ravel Morrison, 26 years old from Oosterund. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's a particularly good lineup. But nah. the surprisingly, the biggest spenders, Aston Villa. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap it up with John Barr right here. History Soccer, stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Just a couple of minutes. Welcome back. 
this week's soccer. By the way, I didn't say hello to Kerry, so I'm going to do that right now. She's not Majuli, she's McCary, which is even better. But uh, anyway, welcome back to the show, Nick Eber, along with John Barr. John, before I let you go, I've got to ask you, do you have my Supra yeah. all shined up for me there at uh, Finley Toyota? Oh, sure. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be over in an hour with a suitcase with the cash in it, all right? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. John, I wanted to ask you before I let you go, because I've been teasing this whole show, how many days until the kickoff to the greatest show on earth? It is actually, right now, this second, 11 days and what would equate to about eight, it's actually 17 hours. 11 days oh. and 17 hours. 11 days Not and long. 17 hours. John Barr. Thank you so much. I can't wait. We're going to have you on regularly, I hope. Let's talk about it. Yeah. The Premier League, the greatest show on earth. John, thanks so much. And if you're in the Las Vegas area and you're looking for a fine Toyota automobile, you head down and say hi to John. Because, John, what is it you do there? I do anything to sell your car, all right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, and anything for his yeah, team to yeah. win the Premier League. All right, John, thanks so much, yeah. as always. Much appreciated. All right, they have it, John Barr. Wow, it is only just a few days away, 12, 11, 12 days till the Premier League starts. Cannot wait, cannot wait, the greatest show on earth. Uh, we hope uh, here on the show that you will follow it as closely as we will all season, of course. We will be bringing you all the latest updates, discussions, news, gossip, analysis. Uh, once Kartik returns on Monday, we'll be getting ready for the big show to start. Hope you'll tune in regularly, folks. That's regularly, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211. And also, iHeart, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, sportsbylineusa.com. And new to the show, we are now on the Believe Podcasting Network. Until Monday, have a great week, great weekend. Enjoy the football. Speak to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.